Welcome to episode 82 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Once again, sorry for the delay of the release of our June episodes. Toward the end of this episode, I say that the rest of them will be released in July. I meant June. My months are all running together. On today's episode, Casey talks about a new thing the IUCN Red List is doing, and I talk about a little hero dog from Ukraine. We learn about two new adorable picks and our very unique animal of the week. Episode 82 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 82 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of awesome animals. And sorry for the delay, we're finally getting to our first episode of June that should have been out like two weeks ago. Although by the time this gets released, it'll have been like three weeks old, but anyway. Um, so, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? So, I went on a birthday weekend with my mom and my sisters. How was that? Where'd you go? We went up to uh, around Santa Barbara. We were staying in a uh, campground, uh, Rancho Oso. That's fun. Is that where you saw the bats that one time? Yes, I saw very few bats though this oh, time. Oh, sad I was times. upset. Okay. Yeah, but there's horses. Yay! <laughs> you can't touch them though. <laughs> Dang. And now they have to have a sign that says "Don't pet or feed the horses." Aww. <laughs> And it's like, uh, to me, that's common sense, but I know most people don't have that. I would definitely, I think people would try to pet them. I don't know if they try to feed them automatically. Yeah. But anyway, okay, continue on. But yeah, so it was just me, my mom, so it was like a girl's weekend plus Casey. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, and so um, we went up to do a tour of Hearst Castle. Okay, how was that? It was fun. Uh, this time we did the upstairs suites. Um but the pro- the thing that was different this time is because of COVID. They just recently reopened, mm-hmm. uh, just a, like a few days before we went there. Yeah. Um. So they don't have the same security staff anymore. Amount. Oh. So bef- we did it before for a different tour on the lower levels. Yeah. And um, after that, the guy takes you through the building. Um, you can wander around the outside for a bit. We could not do that this time. Oh, bummer. Yeah, so we just, we still got to go through the pool, and it's like, I want to go, I want to dive into that pool. I want to <laughs> dive in that pool, so, the one outside, right? Yeah. Because there's the indoor one, too. But mm-hmm. the outside one is so gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I remember they were saying, like, she's like, if you fall in, <laughs> it's like $500 or whatever, fine. Oh, my goodness. Something I also find interesting about Hertz Castle is that um, I used to listen to the Nerdist podcast a lot with Chris Hardwick, and he's now married mm-hmm. to Lydia Hurst, who is, I think, the granddaughter, great-granddaughter. Yeah. And they, when they got married, that she couldn't even get married. <laughs> like, it was going to cost <laughs> them a ton of money to marry. I'm like, she's literally a descendant oh of it. Shouldn't God. she get to do it for free? <sighs> Anyway, because yeah. I know so, the Hearst family still owns like the ranch or I think they sell the down, land and stuff down below. But, but either way, you would think a descendant of mm-hmm. it would be able to yeah. do it for a moderate price. But anyway, mm-hmm. continue on. Yeah, um, and Alex Trebek. It was like Alex Trebek is still the voiceover on the tram ride up there. Nice. It was like tears. Aww. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but very few people, uh, thankfully. Um, it was funny though because when we were going up there. Um, they had numbers of and letters for like U S for upstairs, 
um, to separate our tours, and they had numbers of, like, this is how many in group, and they totally messed up, because it said, like, seven, we were a party of three, so we were like, oh, it's half the whole group is that's going to be us, and it's like, nope, they were like, a dozen people that stood up. Oh, wow, up. okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun, um, and then after that, we went, um, down to this one town. I cannot remember it, but I had, like, some of the best coffee I ever had. <laughs> okay. It was great. Uh, I want to go back. Okay. And I also liked it because it's, um, it is kind of like a Frappuccino, but you can drink it with the eco-friendly lids. Oh. Without a, so you don't have to use a straw. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But anyway, after that, we went up north and we went to where the uh, elephant seals are. Okay. Last time we went there, it was a different time of year. Mm-hmm. And so there were very, just the um, sub-adults over there. This time, it's the females. Okay. Tons. I'm like, I cannot. Uh, literally hundreds and hundreds of wow. elephant seals. Dang. I will show you a video okay. of it all over the place. And you cannot see beach in some areas. Oh, wow. Because okay. there's so many. Um, that was really cool because I wasn't expecting to see so many. <laughs> Yay! That's a nice surprise. Yes. Um, trying to remember what else we did. I know we went to we went to Solvang, which is um mm-hmm, yeah, it's nearby there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you know it. I love going there. I've only been the one time because I've only oh, done really? Hertz one time. Yeah, we did that in Morro Bay and Hertz and. Mm. Yeah. Every Solvang. time we go to Rancho Oso, we end up going to Solvang. And it's like, it's back, I'm back in the homeland. Well, it makes sense that you would. I also really, there's supposed to be a hotel out there, too, that mm-hmm. has, like, themed rooms and stuff, and I really mm-hmm. want to try to do that sometime, yeah. too. I need money to do all these things, yeah. though, so. Yeah. And, of course, when we were in Solvang, we always have to go to a bakery to get some desserts. Okay. And I got um, a cream puff. Okay. With cream. And I love cream puffs. Okay. And I should be kept away from cream puffs. Because <laughs> oh, I love them so much. <laughs> And it's like it's always a struggle picking which pastry to get because like there's like the Napoleons, like, oh the scones, and uh, cream puffs. And it's like I'll just go with what I got last time. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, and it's been so long since I actually went. I can't remember what we all did. <laughs> I know we this went up to this hill nearby to watch the sunset. That's pretty. Yeah, it was very nice. Well, it sounds like a fun trip though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Um. I went to the animal park on a not so successful trip to the animal park. I mm. shall say, just not a. Ton Why was that unsuccessful? It just a lot of the animals weren't really out. Um, I also didn't get to go very long, and then we were on the tram, and there has been a development since I was first going to share the story that just happened literally. Well, when this will be posted, it'll be like a week old, but still. Um, so I'm on the tram and we're going around like looking at all the animals, of course, right? As usual. And then we get up to the side and she's like, oh, if you see a dog up there and there's literally a dog <laughs> on the like natural preserver. Cause it was up by the, um, up by the end where you're looking back down the valley. So it's like the, whatever, the forest Africa on one side and the, the, the where the bongos are. Yeah. Where the bongos are and stuff. And then all the undeveloped area. Mm-hmm. So it was on the undeveloped area, right. As you turn around where the bongos are basically. Mm-hmm. And there's a dog up there. And she's like, oh, apparently there are f- some feral dogs on the property. I'm like, first of all, you can't just say <laughs> there are some feral dogs. So don't worry if you see dogs. I'm going to need a lot more backstory here. And that's all she said about it because there's a dog. So I was a whole reason she said, she's like, oh, if you see a dog, there's apparently some feral dogs. So don't worry about it. The dog had a collar. So it's not feral. But either way, I'm like, 
first of all, there are dogs loose on the property. <laughs> is this not a thing? And you can't just be like, oh, there are some feral dogs and move on. Like, mm. I need more information. Mm. Anyway, cut to yesterday. <laughs> and now, probably one of those dogs, a dog got into the gorilla enclosure mm. at the animal park. Luckily, no dogs or gorillas were hurt because we don't shoot our gorillas here. Um, anyway, and they were able to get the dog out. So there were there were no zookeepers like nearby immediately, but like people like yelled at the gorilla and called its name and stuff. But it did chase the dog at one point. So oh. it was like, oh, it's kind of scary. Uh, For I saw one of the videos and the dog. I'm sure there's a billion videos, but there's like the dogs like standing on you know like the side where I always see them. I never see them down at the bottom part. I always see them at the top part. I've seen some of the young ones go down. Yeah, very the- rarely. And then, at least for me, and then, so the dog's up there, like, kind of on the edge of the little, like, cliffy thing, you know? And so he's standing there, and then the gorilla's back by the rock. It definitely wasn't the silverback. Like, it was... It wasn't, wasn't big, Winston. It wasn't the big guy. It was somebody else. And it's they're just, like, kind of having a stare off. <laughs> but the dog's just kind of, like, hanging out. And then the dog takes off, and I'm like, don't run! Now it's going to chase it. And it did chase it, and, and there, obviously everyone's freaking out, because you don't want to see a gorilla go after a dog. That dog's not going to do well. No. Anyway, um... So luckily they were able, but it was a little funny because he's just like staring. I don't know if it was a boy or not, but the girl is like staring at it just like, what are you? Why are you in my home? It was just this weird like mm-hmm. situation. Anyway, and then it chased it and they were able, so they tried to distract the gorilla and they were able to get the dog out. Or I guess what they did actually is I think they got the gorillas to go back into their bedroom and then they went and got the dog out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, um. so that's crazy that a dog got in the thing. But also I was like, maybe these feral dogs. <laughs> were a situation you should have dealt with if that had gotten to a different enclosure i mean first of all gorilla enclosure is pretty bad yeah <laughs> but a different enclosure would be like. real bad i mean if it got in the main exhibit like the cape buffalo wouldn't have oh. done well with that that would not have gone well nope. or the rhinos they'd be like what are you you look so chill <laughs> hmm? he looks so chill yeah it's just yeah, and he's in there, and the one video, he's just kind of, like, sitting I'll, there, and he doesn't look scared. He's just sitting on there looking at the gorilla. How and why'd you go in? I don't know. Also that, I'm like, there couldn't have been, because obviously the mule deer go in these enclosures all, not the gorilla one, but, like, yeah. other enclosures all I've the time. I've seen mule deer in the main, the field exhibits, the elephants. Oh, I haven't seen the field exhibits. I've seen them in the elephants oh, all yeah. the time, constantly in there. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I don't know how this dog got By the got field in one, there. I mean uh, the uh nikita khan oh that's different okay yeah. yeah that's different that's easy to get into anyway for a deal at least um <laughs> but anyway so yeah that was my first thing was just like i'm sorry you can't just say feral dogs and not explain this and then cut to <laughs> this morning i find out that dog got in the gorilla exhibit yeah i'm just like oh my gosh that's insane and oh no microchip no, it didn't have a microchip. Well, it's probably a feral dog. Maybe this one. Is <laughs> then a- why's he got a collar? But I don't think this one has a collar. Does he have a pink collar on? Uh, the one I saw had a pink collar. It did uh, kind of look like that dog, Well, though. the video won't load. No, when I saw the video, it's really weird because he's just, like, standing there looking at the gorilla, but he doesn't look scared. But Was it this... looks a lot like the dog I did see when we were on the tram, but I swear that dog had a pink collar Was on. this during operation hours? Or yes, because all the guests were okay. there and freaking out, and so they were calling the gorilla's name. Okay. So they tried to distra- and like, oh. I'm sure somebody ran for help to try and get a keeper to get the gorillas in. You sure that's not Winston that initially chased him? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't think they were calling out Winston, though. It didn't yeah. look like it was him. I also I can't don't tell. know all this their names. video ain't. But anyway, it Come was Come on, a- CBS 8. <laughs> Anyway, so um, 
it was crazy. And I just I just feel like that was kind of a beginning of a story that you didn't specify more on. And then look at how this is turning out. Mm. Maybe you should try. I mean, I'm sure they're trying to catch the dogs and I guess they could get away. But you would think you put out some food or something and mm-hmm. you could get them anyway. It's a whole it's a whole thing. But um, so, so there we oh. go. So he's running. This is a different angle. I saw a different mm. video earlier. But anyway, but first they were just having this like stare off for the longest time. Also, where is a dog going to go in there that the gorilla can't get? Nowhere. Yeah. So anyway, um, but the stare off was just funny because they were staring at each other for the longest time. And the gorilla's just kind of like, why are you here? Yeah, I can't tell if that's crazy. Anyway, so it was just crazy. Anyway, so that that's my story. But uh, let's get into your story, which is probably bad. <laughs> I'm guessing. So go ahead and tell us about what you wanted to talk about today. So IUCN Red List is doing some updating. Okay. Meaning they've studied new animals or just... Something's changing in their assessments. Oh, okay. So IUCN Red List, as you should know by now, Uh is an international organization that assesses various species of plants, fungus, and animals that are at risk of extinction. I've recently found something new on some species while doing research called a green status assessment. They are adding a green status assessment to bring a more optimistic view of conservation. <laughs> okay, that cracks me up. What? They were just like, we're too depressing. <laughs> People are depressed enough. We need to we need to switch this up. Yeah, as well as provide a fuller picture of conservation worldwide. The IUCN green status of species will be used to complement the red list acting as a tool to assess the recovery of different species populations and measuring conservation success. Part of this assessment boils down to how a species green status defines recovery which comes down to three separate aspects. Is the species present in all parts of its range including where it hasn't occupied since human impacts? Is it viable meaning not threatened in all of its range? And is it performing its ecological function in all of its range as well? The green status is score from 0 to 100, which shows how far a species is from fully recovered. One of the great things of this assessment is that it helps to tell the full story of a species with how its status has changed over time, as well as tell us how to proceed with conservation efforts going forward. Now, when it comes down to actually scoring a species green status, Um, There are four metrics that are used. Conservation legacy, conservation dependence, conservation gain, and recovery potential. Now, conservation legacy measures how past conservation interventions have impacted the species in maintaining the species' current status. So a high legacy indicates conservation has greatly improved the species' status, while low legacy means conservation has been ineffective or not attempted. So like a high legacy would be the California condor. Yes. Okay. Um, conservation dependence assesses what will be expected to happen to a species conservation status over the next decade if current conservation stops. So a high dependence means the species status would deteriorate, while low dependence means that the, its status would remain relatively unchanged. Okay. Over the course of 10 years. And conservation gain measures the expected change in a species status over the course of the next 10 years as a result of the planned conservation actions. And recovery potential assesses the potential of reaching the goal of recovery to restore a functional population in a given proportion of its range. Okay. The information for the green status 
um, comes from a study published in the journal Conservation Biology and included 181 taxa. Um, but currently, their own website includes 26 of those species and will be expected to add more assessments for this from this study. The screen status assessment includes nine different classifications ranging from best scenario to worst. They are fully recovered, slightly depleted, moderately depleted, largely depleted, critically depleted, oh my God. extinct in the wild, and extinct. Okay. There, there are... Two remaining status classifications are not evaluated and indeterminate, okay. which essentially means they have not, haven't been assessed yet or there is not enough data to make a classification yet. Some of the species that have received a green status certificate include species that we have talked about, like the great white shark. The white shark has been assessed as moderately, moderately depleted with a recovery score of 56%. It has received an indeterminate rating in all four of the conservation metrics, so there needs to be more research to evaluate past conservation efforts and its conservation potential for future impacts. When they perform these assessments, its global population gets broken up into spatial units to be assessed. And for the white shark, it has nine. These are determined by several factors, one of which is genetics. Um, in many of these units, it is threatened, and in only one, it is considered functional, meaning in only one of the pro these proportions of its range is it properly fulfilling the species' ecological roles. So wait, where's that nine number coming from? Those are, so you take a species' geographic range, okay. and there's a bunch of different factors um, that they will use to determine if it's something's a spatial unit. One of those is genetics, showing that that spatial unit they are breeding in that own unit and they don't really interbreed with other units. Okay. So say white sharks in the Eastern Pacific, um, are there's not evidence that they breed or interact really with those in Aust around Australia. Okay. Then those could be considered two separate spatial units. Okay. There are other factors that they use to determine that as well. Okay. And it's going to be separate for different species. Obviously. Like um, whale shark, they've also got an assessment, and they only have five spatial units. Okay. Yeah. And um, keep in mind that the 56% score mentioned earlier is the global assessment. And for each of these units, it can vary. In this case, ranging from 37% in the worst case uh, to 74% in the best case. Okay. Yeah. Who's got the 74%? Do you have that is the one spatial unit... This is for the white shark. Oh, okay. That's okay, the okay, one facial unit where it's been classified as functional. Okay, okay. Yep. Where is that one? Do you know? Let me, I can check real quick. Oh, snap. I'm going to ask you questions. You should know I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> do, do, do. Speaking of Trebek. Fascinating. Type in as he looks this up. Mm. It's so funny. Like, why do I like the noise of typing? That is weird to me. I, I don't know. There are many noises that are comforting, like whales. Some whales. The waves. On many the sand. other whales you can't hear. Well, okay, yes. Or if the sperm whale is it sperm whale that would rupture your eardrum? Wasn't it them? They'll just kill you. Yes. <laughs> but they. But yeah, they. It would also. And then you would die. <laughs> I 
Anyway, Lots I'm of just, scrolling. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on, and that's the end of that, right? You were just yes. gonna look this up. Okay, so I'm gonna move on to my story, and then you can look that up while I'm talking, and you can let us know at the end of mine. So, I have brought you stories about Magua, the uh, little mind-sniffing rat who recently passed away. Well, sort of recently passed away. And y'all, I have another little mind-sniffing animal for you. So again, this recording was delayed, so this happened a while ago. But the um oh look at how cute he is okay anyway so this is the um headline it's ukraine's mind-sniffing dog given medal after finding over 200 explosives so vladimir Zelensky presents award to jack russell patron who is seen as symbol of resistance against russia you do it little dog you do it so a mind-sniffing dog credited with detecting more than 200 explosives since the start of the war in Ukraine has been given a medal for his service to the country. Patron, a two-and-a-half-year-old Jack Russell, was presented with the award by Ukraine's president, Zelensky, at a ceremony in Kiev. The terrier, whose name means ammo in Ukrainian, sniffs out Russian mines and explosives in the northeastern city of Chernihiv something like that, and acts as a mascot of the country's state of emergency service. He has become a national symbol of Ukraine's resistance against Russia, featuring regularly in videos on official Ukrainian social media challenges, or challenged, what? Channels. On social media channels. Um, anyway, he's super cute. And let's see where, no, I don't want to watch all those. I just want to get to this part. So Zelensky pre presented patron and his owner... Mikhailo, I think, Ilev, mm -hmm, we know where I'm going to screw these names up, with their awards at a news conference alongside Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, who made a surprise visit to the country on Sunday. Obviously, again, this is a while ago. As Patron was presented with his award, award, Trudeau patted his pockets as though looking for dog treats. I don't know why that was important for this article, but there you go. Anyway, so... Much like, you know, Magua, basically, he's going and finding Russian mines that could hurt people, and he's helping get rid of it. So he's a wonderful little doggy, and you should check him out. Obviously, I'll be linking this article. It's from The Guardian. His name is Patron, and then there are a little, um, or maybe it's Patron. I don't know. Patron? Wait, Pat. I don't know. It's just spelled Patron or Patron. Maybe it's Patron, like the alcohol. <laughs> Who knows? I act. One of my friends actually. She has a boa constrictor whose name is Patron. Nice. <laughs> Guess what? And she initially had a mate with for them um, named Picard. Lovely, of course. <laughs> anyway, so he's a little hero doggy helping out with the Ukrainian resistance. So check him out. He's adorable. Look at this picture of him. Look at how cute he is. Look at this little. He's like, what's up? Oh, I got this. Anyway, okay, so I'm hoping now you have the answer to this question. One more second. Nope, he's not there yet. Nope. <laughs> he's not there yet. Anyway, so there it's you go. It's not most friendly for scrolling. I guess not. That is Southern African population. Okay, so you found out what was the what was the answer to my, what was functional my question? Population. The functional, the 70-something functional mm -hmm. one was the Southern Africa. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Now we know. Yeah. By the way, just to clarify why it's difficult to find, because when you go to the spatial units section mm -hmm. on the IUC and Red List left site, because it will have the nine spatial units, then for each of them, they have the scenario of former range, uh, former scenario, former um, status, current, then current without conservation, mm -hmm. and then uh, further without conservation. 
that make this a little challenging. Yes, and then there's future with conservation, and then long aspiration. Oh my gosh. It's a lot to scroll through, <laughs> even when you use the control F function for certain keywords. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, oh my goodness. Moving along, I believe I chose this category. I did. Yes, you did. Yes, so I chose our category. I'm looking at it. It has to be my choice. And I'm attempting to make things cute again, folks. I chose adorable animal native to California. <laughs> Obviously, I can tell when I started doing this because many things are making me appreciate the state lately. I want to know those things now. Because abortion access oh, will oh my. always be guaranteed. For one. For one. <laughs> started, and then I'm just like, oh, California, you're keeping me alive. Uh, Literally. Anyway. California is um, great, but... Oh, it still Expense. has problems, but yeah. But we yeah. pay for our greatness. Yes, we do. Anyway. <laughs> All right, because if you lived in these cheap places, you'd have to live there. Mm. And would that be worth it? Probably not. Mm. Anyway, so adorable animal native to California. And Casey, what did you choose? I chose the salt marsh harvest mouse. First of all, harvest mouse does sound adorable. Yeah. Do you remember Father Joe and his little mouse collections? This is so random. What? Not, not actual mice. But it's so random. But I just have like a flashback from childhood. I think it was like around Christmas time. They had like these little like, they were like little mouse figurines. Okay. And I'm going to have to go look that up. But like, anyway, it was just a whole thing. I think he had his little thing and you could go look at this. Anyway, he was like actually a good person as far as I know, which is nice. Anyway. <laughs> as far as I know? No, well, I mean like. like he was, you know, Father Joe Carroll, but, like, actually, like, mm. a lot of religious leaders, sorry, aren't very good. <laughs> but he was, like, actually mm. doing what he was supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Giving back. Anyway. So, um, anyway, talk about, excuse me, the Salt Marsh Harvest Mouse. And I'm while you're doing that, I'm going to go look up and see if I can find this little mouse display. All right. So, their scientific name is Riothrodontomis raviventris. The species is endemic to California and is only found in the salt marshes in San Francisco Bay Area. They are a very small species of rodent. They're about 12 to 18 centimeters long and weigh about 10 to 20 grams. Okay. Like other rodent species, they have a short lifespan. Only live about 12 to 18 months. They are primarily herbivorous. For a while, scientists thought this species primarily ate a plant known as pickleweed. But recent studies have found this species in areas with very small amounts of this plant and they have been observed feeding on 40 different species of plant invertebrates the pickleweed plant still makes up the largest portion of its diet though the harvest mouse is very unique because it is the only mammal in the world that is endemic to salt marshes okay this species is a highly specialized rodent species as salt marshes are not a variable place to live there is very little fresh water in this environment, and the food in these areas has a very high salt content. The winters are very cold, and it's very wet, so they can't dig burrows well because the soil is saturated with water. They also have to deal with seawater that moves in and out with the changing tides. The salt, harvest mouse, salt marsh harvest mouse has adapted to drink only the water in the area which has a higher salt content than seawater. Wow. Yep. They also eat primarily vegetation with high salt content like pickleweed and salt grass. Even though their physiology is not well studied, it is suspected that this species has highly developed kidneys in order to process the high amounts of salt. This species has not been observed making its own burrows, but will take refuge in burrows made by other rodents as well as those made by crawdads. 
This species has also been observed making their own nests out of vegetation, but are not as well kept as those of other rodents, which is likely to the fact they are often destroyed by tidal water, so they will not expend the extra energy constructing well-built nests. <laughs> okay. Due to large king tides, these mice will have to swim and climb up higher vegetation to avoid the floodwaters that come in or move further inland. Another adaptation it has to its salt marsh habitat is its fur, which is buoyant and water resistant, which helps make it an efficient swimmer in order to deal with the high tides. The salt marsh harvest mouse is currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List. The species population is currently in decline. The biggest threat uh, this species has to deal with is loss of habitat due to urban development. This increase of development also brings in introduced predators like feral cats, which d further decline the population. Development has also led to habitat fragmentation, making populations of this mouse separated and is impacting the genetic diversity of the species. Sorry, I saw a cute picture. Is this one of them? Mm -hmm. Look at how cute it is. <laughs> All right, I like it. All right, so that is the salt marsh harvest mouse. Yes. They're cute. I could not find the thing, so it must have been <laughs> like one year, and I can't find it. I didn't do a serious look, but there you go. So anyway, all right, well, that is the salt marsh harvest mouse. They are very cute, and I chose somebody who's adorable. I chose a sea otter. It's pretty mm. basic, but very adorable, so there you go. So their scientific name is Anhydra lutris? Lutris? Sure, one of those. The sea otter is native to the North Pacific Rim, which includes parts of California, Alaska, as well as, as, well as parts of Japan and Russia. They are most commonly encountered in giant kelp forest habitat. In the wild, sea otters usually live into their 20s, with some nearly reaching 30. The sea otter is the smallest marine mammal. The southern sea otter is the smallest of the subspecies, at 1.2 meters long. Males are usually about 32 kilograms and females are about 23 kilograms. The northern sea otters are larger than the southern but smaller than the Russian subspecies. Of course, <laughs> Russia is always bigger. Females are about 32 kilograms and males are about 45 kilograms. The sea otter is an obligate carnivore that predominantly feeds on invertebrates like crab, snails, urchin, and mussels, but some will also feed on fish as well. This diet makes them vitally important to the kelp forest ecosystem, especially with their predation on urchins. When their population is left unchecked, urchin populations can reach plague-like proportions, and swarm of sea urchins and a swarm of sea urchins can mow down entire kelp forests, destroying the ecosystem, as we have discussed previously. Sea otters prey on urchins, which keeps their populations under control and keeps the kelp forests healthy. This makes the sea otter a keystone species, as without them present in the environment, the entire ecosystem collapses. They also play a similar role in estuaries. However, in these environments, they eat crabs, which allow the sea slug population to stay at high enough levels that they eat the algae that would normally smother the eelgrass, which supplies fish with food and shelter. An interesting adaptation the otter has is that it has pockets under its forearms, there is loose skin, which the sea otter will put food into store so it can collect more prey while hunting. So cute. Sea otters are also among the few animals that are known to use tools. They will collect rocks that they then that they find on the seafloor and use them to smash mussels and urchins while laying on their back in order to 
open them up to eat. One characteristic that makes sea otters unique amongst others is that they are the only species that is fully aquatic. They will even stay in the water while resting and will wrap themselves in kelp to prevent themselves from drifting away. Among marine mammals, the sea otter is very unique in that it is the only marine mammal that does not have any blubber. Instead, it has the thickest fur of any mammal, mammal on the planet. What? That's crazy. In a single square inch of fur, there is over a million hairs. Just to put that in perspective, an average house cat has around 600,000 hairs on its entire body. That's insane, yo. Yep. This fur is very important for survival, so the otters are constantly grooming their fur, rubbing oil from their skin. It helps keep it clean and waterproof. There will also, <laughs> I'm assuming they will also, there we go. They will also fluff by blowing, yeah, you put there will also. Yeah. <laughs> they will also fluff by blowing air bubbles all in their fur, which warm up and get trapped in their fur, acting as a form of insulation. How cute. Another way otters stay warm is with their incredibly high metabolism. They can consume up to 25% of their body weight in food every day. Oh, that's a lot. The sea otter is currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List. The global population is in decline. The global population was decimated during the last century due to the fur trade, which put them on the brink of extinction. Now the greatest human threat the sea otters face is oil spills. Oil causes the sea otter's fur to lose its insulation, which exposes them to the cold and they become hypothermic as a result. Another contributing factor to the population decline was incidents of toxoplasmosis, which also contributed to the species' slow recovery rates, and these infections were attributed to people flushing cat litter down the toilet. Toxoplasmosis is a disease known to occur in cats, and it can be transmitted, transmitted through their feces, and this contributed to the increase of toxoplasmosis and mortality in sea otters. That's why they don't want you to flush cat litter, huh? There you go. I never do. Yep. I learned about that case study back when I took a conservation biology course. Nice. And do they still hold their little hands so they don't float apart from each other? It's the cutest thing. Sea otters are so cute. Anyway, and a keystone species, super important. But from that adorableness, we get into our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is... The hooded pitohui. What was that again? The hooded pitohui. There we go. And what? I don't know what this is at all. I'm going to find <laughs> out along with you. This is our first wild card animal. And obviously it's a wild card. So go for it, Casey. Tell us about them. All right. So these guys come from the order of Passeriformes. Okay. And they come from the family Oreology. And their scientific name is pitohui decrus. Okay. This species is endemic to New Guinea and lives in the island's rainforest. I cannot find anything specific on its lifespan, but given its size and its what it's related to, probably around mid-teens would be a maximum lifespan. Okay. They're about 23 centimeters long and weigh 65 grams. Okay. This species is omnivorous and feeds on a variety of species of berries and insects. The hooded pitui is a highly social species and can be found in mixed flocks with other species of birds. They are also known as cooperative breeders, which is when a family group works together to protect the nest as well as feed the offspring. Oh. This species once was classified under the family 
Orvidae, which includes crows and ravens, but later studies found this is incorrect and were reclassified in the family Pachycephalidae, a group of songbirds commonly referred to as Whistler, the Whistler family. Okay. But in 2008, another study led to another reclassification of the species. There are actually multiple birds with similar characteristics to the species that were all commonly referred to as Pedoes. Put into a single genus, Pedoe. <laughs> we're not creative. Biologists are not creative. This I is something you should not. know. Okay. But in this 2008 study, scientists sequenced three mitochondrial and two nuclear gene segments in order to form a phylogeny to determine how these species were related because they were having difficulties placing these birds into a family. Okay. This study found that the Pedoes form what is called a polyphyletic group which is the worst kind of group to have in phylogenetics. Okay, why? What's the deal here? A polyphyletic group is a group of organisms that do not have a common ancestry. Okay. And that is important because in systematics and phylogenies, you want to know how all the organisms are related to each other. And when you have groups that don't share a common ancestor, they're not related. So if they group together, that group makes no sense. That's confusing. Okay. So... None of these animals. So, like, us chimps, bonobos, all share a common ancestor. Okay. Um, but, say, another example of polyphyletic group uh, would be the homeotherms. Uh, those are warm, basically warm-blooded animals. That okay. would be birds, mammals. Okay. We are not related at all to each other. So, having that as a polyphyletic group does not tell you anything about the ancestry and how the organisms are related to each other. Okay. That is what is happening here. Because these guys are not closely related to each other. Okay. Make sense? Sort of. But <laughs> it's not going to make any more sense. So continue on. <laughs> it's not going to make more sense than that. Okay. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so this was supported again in a 2013 study that used three nuclear genes that have been shown to be useful in birds. Uh, for taxonomy purposes and results of them being separated across three separate families. This relationship between these birds is very important in the field of evolutionary biology because most of these birds share a very unique trait in that they are among the very few species of birds that are poisonous. <gasps> what? Yep. Okay, that is cool. Yep. Back in 1992, the hooded pidui was actually the first bird species discovered to be toxic and is one of the two most toxic bird species in the world. The other being the northern variable Pidui, its closest relative. <laughs> okay. These studies then also show us that toxicity in birds has actually happened convergently in multiple families of birds. This species displays some dark orange coloration, somewhat similar to monarch butterflies, indicating that this species may use this as a postsomatic coloration, which is a form of coloration that is very bright and obvious to warn predators of its toxicity. Okay. And just to refresh, poisonous is you bite it, you die. Yes. Venomous is it bites you, you die. Yes. Okay. Many of the toxic pitoe species have very similar coloration to each other, which may also indicate they could be an example of what's called Mullerian mimicry. What? What is that? This is a form of mimicry when a poisonous species evolves similar colorations to another toxic species. This form of mimicry evolves because all the species benefit from similar coloration 
because they each share a role in teaching their predators general warning signs, and that reduces predation among all the species. Oh, okay, okay. This species, though, is also found in mixed flocks with non-toxic birds that look very similar, which indicates the evolution of what's called Batesian mimicry. Okay. And this form of mimicry, non-toxic species um, look like the toxic ones because they have a, uh, they've evolved to look similar to them in order for predators not to attack them. I feel like that's more common, isn't it? Let me think. Probably not, I would suspect. Really? Because the thing with Batesian mimicry is it only works when there is a small proportion of the non-toxic to toxic species. Okay. Because, say a predator decides to eat the mimic, it will then know that you can eat it. Mm -hmm. um, And then it may also eat the toxic species. Whereas you won't have that mistake happen when it's Mullerian mimicry, because they all indirectly help each other. Okay. Whereas the Batesian mimic only helps itself. Okay. And so... If it gets, it has a much better chance of being harmed when a predator makes a mistake. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. And the particular toxin that the pitohui possesses is batrachotoxin, which is also a toxin found in a much more famous poisonous animal, the Colden poison dart frog, which is found on the other side of the world in Colombia. Yep. (laughs) This substance is one of the most potent natural toxins known in the world. It works by binding to the sodium ion channels, and that forces these channels to remain open. And that prevents the neurons in body from sending signals to each other, as well as to the muscles. And this causes paralysis. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. When scientists first discovered this species, the reason they investigated its potential toxicity was because after handling the bird, the ornithologist um, Jack Dumbacker uh, touched his lips, and his tongues and lips went numb. Ooh. And the dart frogs, we know that they do si- don't synthesize the toxins on their own, but actually get it from ingesting coruscine beetles. Hmm, and okay. it is suspected that the pitohui gets these toxins in a similar way, since these kinds of beetles are also found in the same area as the pitohui, and they have tested positive for betrachotoxins. Oh, okay. the beetles have? Yes. Okay. If this is the case, then it's likely the birds have a similar adaptation to the frogs, and have evolved sodium channels that are unaffected by the toxins. Along with being a form of defense against predators, it is suspected that these toxins may also provide protection against ectoparasites, things like mites and ticks. Okay. The hooded pitohui is currently classified as least concerned by the IUCN red list, and currently the population is stable. That's good. Yep. I didn't even realize there were poisonous birds. Yep. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Some things I'm more confident or it's a wild card comforted. Month. I know. <laughs> That's Some things I'm more comforted <laughs> by with this podcast and other things I'm a little more terrified with. It is certainly a wild card. And um, I should have done this earlier, Casey, but, you know, that's not how I do it. So I talked about a doggy earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the dog's favorite artist? Hmm. I don't know. Andy Warhol. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a lame one. I'm sorry. Oh anyway, goodness. but that brings us to the challenge. And I have no idea what Casey has cooked up for us today. It's a two for one. <laughs> it's a two for one. He did say he thought we were both going to fail. So I don't know what's going to happen. So, here. first, 
This one is not animal related. Okay. <laughs> but I remember telling Allie yes. that all Skittles are flavored the same. I don't even remember how that came up, but we definitely I got into know. a heated argument about that. And I was like, I will absolutely be able to tell the difference between different yeah. Skittles. They taste and I was different. explaining that it's your visual and the, your smell yeah. that is what's causing that difference. And this really truly did relate to something we were talking about. I know. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember was. what it was. We're going to have to. I don't think I put that on the website either. I don't think there was a Skittle discussion yeah. in any of those notes. So, so anyway, Anywho. I'm going to have her close her eyes and plug her nose. And I'm going to randomly give her a Skittle and see if she can determine if it's the right color disclaimer because of my <laughs> digestive issues we can only do like four skittles max yes ali's so putting her not, life on the line this is not going to be a proper sample size so this <laughs> this these results don't really mean anything man i just don't want you to give me the green what a waste what a waste if i get sick of the green and the yellow ones all right i'm closing my eyes and i'm plugging my yeah. nose okay. yes make sure to keep it plugged while just you're chewing put them right put them right here okay. okay all right tell me when i have to plug this is fascinating. This is absolutely fascinating. Alrighty. Well, I will say, um, actually, I don't know if I have an order, but orange is one of my favorite. Obviously, the orange, the red, and the purples. I think I would say orange, purple, red. That's my favorite order. There we go. Orange, purple, red. Orange, purple, red, <laughs> then yellow, then green. All right. I go ahead. I have my eyes closed this entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let me pick it up. Where, yeah, plug where, your nose. Okay. I plug it. Here we go. That sounds fun. Well, plugging your nose definitely dead to the taste. It's hard to chew with your <laughs> It's worth swallowing is not fun. I'm not sure if I can say what flavor it is. I kinda wanna say it's red, but really we're just distinguishing if it's the green and yellows versus the others. <laughs> I think it's one of the good ones. Okay, put one down. Okay. Okay, I've got to unplug my nose, guys. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you which one that was. Let's wait till the end. Okay. If you can remember it. All right. I'm going to breathe first. All right. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure I was right, because now that I've unplugged, I'm like, mm, that tastes like a good one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Where is it? <laughs> right there. Okay, great. Tough to say. I feel like it does taste different. I can't really confirm. I feel like it might be a red or a... I don't know. Now I'm like licking my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to breathe again. Okay. Ready for the next one? Well, I haven't determined what that one was. Oh. What was your guess on the first one again? My first guess was, I think, red. Okay. I think it was definitely one of the orange. I think it was one of the ones I liked, at least. I don't think it was the the green or the yellow on the first one. Okay. Um, I don't know. Now I'm breathing and now the taste is gone. <laughs> um, I kind of want to say that may have been a yellow one on the second one, but I'm not sure. Okay. Tell me again. Oh, I gotta like breathe. All right. All right. Ready for the next one? Yeah, here we go. There you go. <laughs> 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 I 
That is really dead in the bam. <laughs> I feel like I just can't taste this at all <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I just can't taste it. I have no idea. I'm just going by instinct to say that it's either a green or a yellow. Okay. Ugh. Breathing. All right. Okay. Ready for our last one? Last one. Well, that was definitely a green or yellow one. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Start breathing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you better give me a go up for the last one, ma'am. <laughs> that tastes a little different. I like switched my side of the tongue. <laughs> they do taste different, though. But it's hard to tell the flavor. I want to say this is, I can't distinguish which one, but I think it's one of the good ones. <laughs> I kind of want to say orange, but I'm not sure. Orange? Mm-hmm. All right. Ah, that was a challenge. <laughs> How'd I do? <laughs> one, you gave me two answers, so technically that one's correct. <laughs> okay. First one was purple. Okay. Is well, there... I said it was one of the good ones. Yeah. Well, you said red. <laughs> okay, well. Second one was orange. Okay. Third one was green. Last one was red. Weird. So the orange and the greens kind of tasted similar. Mm. The green one really just had like no taste. Mm. It was real weird. That was fascinating content for everyone too, not being able to watch that. <laughs> like I'm like, what are these? What are these numbers here? Mm. Or letters? Whatever. I don't know, man. That was mm. weird. But it's true. But definitely when you plug yeah there's like that third one had like no taste there was like no taste whatsoever anyway so i was like halfway right yeah. still not a very good sample size though yeah i shouldn't do this but i'm doing it <laughs> really i want a purple one i have purple ones in the world. um yeah yeah fuck yeah actually i want a yellow one oh okay we'll just want one <laughs> there you go mm -hmm. have that red one back i should not be eating more of those <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna feel sick later. Yay! God, the purple ones are so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway. Which one was the purple one? First one. That had the strongest taste, I think. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> the green one was like, just tasted like nothing. Mm -hmm. Alright, anyway. I'm so glad it's the lime one now. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I guess, was that the end of the challenge, or do we have something else? No, this is what's <laughs> going to be embarrassing. Okay, great. I did a variation of the alphabet. All right. Hold on. <laughs> As he's eating. I'm so jealous, by the way. Now I want to eat that entire bag of Skittles, because <laughs> I love Skittles. They're so yummy. Mm-hmm. Only if I want to feel miserable later. Yeah. So anyway, I'm doing an alphabet one. Okay. I'm going to give us five minutes. All right. We have to go in order um, A to Z. Okay. But what we have to name is our animals of the week. We don't have any Z's, do we? I don't know. <laughs> but we have to go in order. We can go back. So you say one with A. I can also say one with so A. So we're obviously skipping letters. No, because, well, we can't. Uh, but what? 
when we say so say you go with a i can also yeah. i can still say on a but then when we go to b where okay. you can skip letters yes um we can't go back to a okay so basically we're gonna go in order we just can't go back to where we were before yes so we're going from a to z anywhere in there it's just once you move on from the letter yeah so you go, go from but we a can to name... b you can't go back to a you have to we stay on B like or six, go to C. We can name like six animals with A. Theoretically, yeah. we had six animals. And then obviously there's letters that do not have animals. Hmm. <sighs> this is going to be awful. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> this is going to be really embarrassing. I know. That's what I said at the beginning. Oh, my God. Okay. And nose goes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, okay, great. I already have the first one. So, all oh, right. Great. Ready? Go. <laughs> go. Ardwolf. Hmm. I honestly don't remember if we have anything else for that. <laughs> Um, I well yes, but also it depends. Are we giving it like the full name, or are we nah. giving it like a generic? Okay, we can go anaconda. Another, yeah, there you go. I was like, there's one real obvious. Also, one. I'm not keeping track. Oh shoot! Uh, I have a pen, but no, I have a plate. Do you have a paper? I have a plate. Okay, <laughs> great. We're prepared. Okay, so I'm starting have, that over. We have two. Oh, we're just starting over. That's fine. We'll just count that. Where was our time? Um, I said Ardwolf. That's not how you spell that at all. <laughs> You said anaconda. Yeah. This is not a good way of writing this. I'm going to have you do this. I feel like you're going to be better at this than me. Okay. Um, tell me when we're ready to go again. Okay. Go. Baird's taper. I'm moving on. Okay. Baird's taper. Binturong. Um, that wasn't an animal of the week. I'm just going to – I think we just do two. I think we should just keep moving. Can All right. You? Okay. C. Oh, boy. Um, well, we did it as a bonus animal. Does that count? Or does it have to be one of our normal animals of the week? I'll expand it to... Because a bonus animal would kind of be an animal of the week. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. So the common cuckoo. Common cuckoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I could have done a far more obvious one. That was dumb. Well, if you don't say it, I'll switch it out. <gasps> Why can't I think of seeds now? I don't know. You should be better at this. I, I know. I pick... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> C oh my gosh I'm sad for you right now was something I picked wasn't it no it or... was just <laughs> why can I not think yeah I'm having problems too because sometimes I'm like were they a pick or were they an animal to wake because <laughs> I literally can't think of C <laughs> I can very clearly think of one, at least. I want to know what that one clearly is. I'm going to switch it out if you can't get it. Uh, what do we do if we can't think of it? You just pass? Do we take a negative? What do we do? Yeah, we'll just pass and take a negative, which I'm doing. <laughs> negative one? Okay. Or negative one? Um, a kawadi. <laughs> just do that first month. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, that's where we're pulling everyone from Oh, my gosh. Right kawadi. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are there any more Cs? Push dog, too, when we did the bees. Why did I think of I don't know, man. We just got to be in South America, apparently. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we take Cock a of the rock. Okay. You got one. Okay, great. So we're not taking a negative one, then. No, I put a negative one. Oh, okay. So we're... Oh, so we're staying in C? I thought... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I can decide to not be in C, though. So yeah. we're going to move on. What's after C? D? Yeah. A dugong. Dugong. Um. I like going first. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. Why did I do this to myself? Yeah, you really made your life harder. D, D, oh my gosh. This really is a challenge because now we've done so many and I'm really yeah. confusing them with who was a a pick versus an animal of the week. Mm -hmm. 
I can't back it up either. So far, I haven't come up with another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go on to next letter. I mean, there's no rule we have to do two of the same. Yeah. It's just once we get to like the X's and the Z's, we're not going to get yeah. very far. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guess I should have kept us in A's and B's and yep. C's longer. <laughs> oh god, what was that? I won't rest the case. We don't have to do this specifically. It's not going well, man. No, it's not. <laughs> and I also can't think of E. <laughs> oh, oh. already embarrassing yes it is i think just start from the beginning start from south america and work your way around because we yeah. already got a bunch from south america okay so no we're not there yet nope. <laughs> i also struggle <sighs> what are other animals i know another one for a now too well for e you can do that i know oh for a yeah oh yeah i don't i can't think of any e's either <laughs> No. This is not going well at all. <laughs> it's fascinating. Silence is fascinating. Yes, it is. Talk to the people as I think. I'm well, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to go through them. People are probably shouting things out if they're listening to this in their car or wherever. I'm like, oh my gosh, you idiots. This one. <laughs> and we only have a few seconds left. Are you serious? Yes. Can we just move on to different letters? I pass E. Move on. Just go as far as you got to go. Just skip all no. the way. Just go letter by letter by letter. Okay. There's a G coming up. G. G. Oh my god. Just start at the beginning. <laughs> the hill monster. God damn it. <laughs> Once we get to the pronghorns, we can move along. Got a wolverine. All the S's. South Island Takahi. That was bad. Yeah. Six. <laughs> How much time did you give us? Five minutes. That was really bad. Yeah. That was really bad. Okay, I think new challenge. Yeah. Just because I think that was so bad, I think we have to try again. <laughs> I think we go separately. All right. And we just try to name as many as we can for the alphabet. Okay. So do you want to go first this time? Because you definitely gave me an advantage by letting me go first. Let me calm my nerves But first. I think we only get like three minutes if we're doing it one at a time. You know what I mean? So... I'm going. So you're a going A to Z. Okay. Can't name the animals we already named. Okay. And just get whatever letters you can. Okay. Okay. Three minutes. Maybe we should do two. Two Let's, minutes. I think two. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna get very far, but we don't want this to take. We don't want this to take forever. But I just feel like that was really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't use any of those ones. No. But there were other ones. You already came up with another A and stuff. You said. Yes. The one A. I think just do one per letter, though. You know what I mean? Like, try to move through it faster. Yeah. Okay. Why did I scroll this way? It makes no sense. I don't know what you're doing. You're doing okay. crazy things. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, you want to keep track. Oh, Jesus. Not really, but okay. <laughs> okay. This is Casey's. What helps if I put the pen in? Okay. I have said turn the pen on. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Go. Okay. Alcon Blue Butterfly. Okay. Bush Dog. Okay. I stole mine. <laughs> that I said earlier, but that's okay. Fine. 
You can just skip letters. I'm going to skip C and yeah. D. Wait. Gila monster. I said it. Oh. You should. You don't get to steal that. Okay. Because I said okay. that. <laughs> Let me think. Why, honestly, I cannot think of D, E, and F. I know. There, I can't either, except for Dugong, the one I said. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Also, now I'm getting mixed up what was... Exactly. Yeah, the picks and the animals of the week, I'm like, oh, shit, what were they? I'm going to laugh if this is worse than our six. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my That'd gosh. That'd be so bad. <laughs> <sighs> I'm an idiot. I skipped a B one easily. <laughs> but we also said we would do one letter. Yeah. So you're on G's, right? Is that where you are? Mm-hmm. No, this is you can skip it. I know. Uh let's go with prong. <laughs> oh, we're jumping a pronghorn. Yeah. Okay, we wow, that was a that was a jump. Okay. All right. Casey. Oh my god. Oh, the Quetzal. Mm. Didn't that have a, more of a name than that? Yes, but we're going generic. Okay, fine. Resplendent, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Does that mean I can't say it if I use its actual name now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. Uh, my god. Casey, you got four. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. All right. All right. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it okay. off. I'm going to try to come up with different ones. You'll have to yell at me if I do one I repeat. All okay. Right. Let me know when we're ready. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Go. Okay. Atlantic Puffin. Oh, my gosh. Moving on. Um, uh, I had another G. What was it? Giant Pangolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> H. I <laughs> have to go through the alphabet. <laughs> we have to write out the alphabet. We always forget this. H, I. Uh, uh, can I say another G? No, we said one per letter. Yeah. Um, H I. Oh, it's so annoying when they are picks too. Mm. I J K. Um, that's not a K. Um, that wasn't a thingy majiggy. H J K L L L L L L. Okay, I thought I was gonna do better at this. <laughs> I really, really, truly did. We um, all are feeling the shame today. Yeah, I can't go back now because I just said black-footed cat. Ugh. <laughs> um, uh, oh my gosh, how is this so bad? L-M. Um, oh, I thought I was going to do better. I really thought I was going to do better. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, wait, I never said anything before that. So can I go back to the letter if I didn't say anything past it? You know what I mean? Because I haven't said anything past the letter I'm going to say right now. Okay. Kirk's dick dick. Alright. Okay. Um where's that for me? J K L M N um N O Why am I freaking out? I can't like focus on anything like what were the Europeans? Okay, that's an S. Okay, I'm just gonna skip to some stuff I guess. Um I'm gonna say how much time do I have? Not much. Twenty six. I'm okay. Oh my God. O P Q R we definitely had an R. There has to be an R in there. Um, wait, I said K. 
Yes. JKL Leatherback Sea Turtle. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, OP, I'm just going to start skipping. S is a. Um, shit, I had it, now I forgot. A Sheltapusik. Ah! Damn, okay. <laughs> How do you? Five. Five. Damn it! I should have moved on faster because I had Sheltapusik and Takahi ready to go. And then Quoka. Uh, that was terrible. terrible. And F's, Fairy Fly. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's like. Mantis I'm, shrimp. Mm -hmm. I'm also. Fail. Yeah. And Wolverine was ready to go too. Mm -hmm. Greenland shark for G. Yeah, I mean, just all kinds of things. Diving bell spider for D. Yeah, figure a Kipling eye. That wasn't an easy one, though. There no. were I, like, forgot about Europe. Common kingfisher. Yeah, that was a newer... I feel like the newer ones I don't do as well with. <laughs> anyway, that was just a mess. Together, we... Our separate scores barely beat our together yes. score. Oh, my <sighs> God. That was just tragic. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right. We have, we have work to do, obviously. All right, well, thank you for joining us on episode 82. Um, this whole month, sorry, the episodes are going to be funky being released, but they will all be released in July, you know, hopefully. <laughs> um, provided I don't have any more disasters. But currently, things are okay. Yeah, things would. Currently, things are okay. So um, they should all be released the rest of this month, and then we'll be taking a break in July, and then we go into season three. Whee! So anyway, um, thank you as always for joining us. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.